communication, communicating about my artwork. That's been the biggest takeaway about doing this whole program. You know, like I've been writing, I've been digging, I've been diving deep into like who I am, what my art is, you know, why people should care about it, what it's about. Like, it's been powerful. Like, just like trying to figure, like learning all this stuff about me and my art. Cause like, I didn't know any of this. The Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 253 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to get paid to play, creating work that lights you up. You can follow along with me over on Twitter at Scotty the Coach and Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell for all things coaching and art. Straight up, life has truly been chaotic this year and not a day goes by when I don't think about bringing back the podcast. The timing just isn't right right now. In fact, I'm going to share more about this next week as I got a, another episode to recap this roller coaster year. Along with it, I'm going to bake in some tips, some lessons that I think will help you take the next steps with your creative pursuits in 2023. But today is not about me. We're back for season seven of my student spotlight special featuring my current fall 2022 students. The Side Hustlers Coaching Program is a 12-week creative biz 101 master's degree. You're going to learn everything you need to build a long-term fulfilling and thriving creative career in this modern era. This is what traditional school won't teach you, and this program allows you to also avoid the insane price tag and years of debt. Within this program, four to six creatives like yourself will work toward betting big on yourself and your creative pursuits, leveraging your day job to fuel your dream job, and getting out of your own way while navigating life's curveballs. Above all else, it's truly the art of healthy side hustling as self-care, longevity, and sustainability are the top priority. This special batch of students is a solid mix of past boot camp attendees along with past podcast listeners who finally gave themselves a permission slip to invest big in themselves. Today, you're going to meet the following fall roster hitters. First up today, you'll hear Walker Howard, a.k.a. WD. Next up, you'll hear Mackenzie Twardis of Balanced Letters. Third, you'll hear Casey Duke. Fourth, you'll hear Jason Bronkowski of Drink the Paint Water. And then fifth, we have young gun hitter Alex, a.k.a. Gorb. I'm not going to say his last name because I will forever butcher it. But this program in a nutshell, just to set the context here, is to get the type of results that you've always dreamed about, you have to be willing to commit to the effort most people aren't willing to give. Most people talk a big game, but the students in this program walk the talk and they take action. Not only do they have to navigate the typical day job and pressures of life just like you, but within this program, they're expected to do a lot, such as one, create consistent personal projects, client work, content, etc. Two, show up to weekly 90-minute hot seat calls on Tuesday evenings. Three, complete mandatory weekly challenging exercises. Four, complete weekly mandatory check-ins that I give video responses to to make sure we're always on the same page moving forward. And then five, they get to attend a lot of semi-optional weekly one-hour community calls on Friday afternoons, just additional support if they need it throughout the week. We truly become a tight-knit family and have a lot of fun as they tap into life-changing results. And what you're hearing today is a recording of our week nine hot seat call. You know, 12 weeks total, you're hearing them kind of like right towards the end as they're really finding their grooves and progressing towards the end of the year. In this episode, specifically, we highlight the importance of pursuing a selfish season creating for yourself, obsessing over your craft versus obsessing over the money, as well as operating like a professional, not a hobbyist. 
And if you want to be a part of the future 12-week spring or fall program, I highly recommend first joining one of the 2023 quarterly three-week boot camps that take place in January, May, August, and November. That way you can get an accessible taste or what the student says, a peek under the hood of what to expect in the 12-week program. And when this episode drops, the next session opens for registration on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2023, so right around the corner. And this boot camp is going to set you up perfectly for the spring 12-week session. In fact, those people who go to the boot camp will get first dibs, and then it's those on the wait list. This Q1 boot camp officially takes place Saturday, January 14th through Friday, February 3rd. Learn more and join the waitlist for first dibs on this upcoming session or just be on the waitlist for a future session at bootcampsidehustle.com. Now that you have some context of what to expect today and you know who you're about to get to meet, let's get into the show. And as always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to week nine. You've all worked insanely hard over the past eight weeks. It's your time to shine. Y'all deserve this moment in the sun. So deep breaths, including myself, because even I get a little bit of nerves, like I say to y'all. Um, butterflies are good. It's about training your butterflies to fly in formation. Do your thing, have some fun, and just know I got your back through all of this. And remember that you being you throughout this whole recording is the value. You are the value. And realize that you're about to make a massive impact on a lot of hungry souls who may just be lost, stuck, and that's what it's about. So providing value just by you being you and to reward you for all the hard work that you've done. And Walker, my man, you were up first. Let us know a little bit about yourself. All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Walker, or WD. I'm an artist and designer, and currently I'm creating a one-of-one one NFT series inspired by over a decade of surf travel. And what's really cool about this series is you can build in like a custom give back. So each NFT percentage goes to help protect this epic planet that we get to live in. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about more you and just your style for this season. You know, we've been working on the elevator pitches, you know, let us let us in a little bit more on what that signature style looks like for you. This season, um, I've really been refining my art and kind of diving deep under the surface and kind of really focusing and giving each piece uh, 10 hours minimum and kind of seeing what I can create and kind of what comes to the surface. And just kind of, as you would put it, getting lost in the sauce, just creating for myself. And um, it's super fun to just push my art and see what I can create. And at the end, after just kind of diving into it, I'm working on a series that I'm super proud of. The series is called Skullscapes, and uh, these are inspired by the last 10 years, of my 10 plus years of my life have been surf traveling all over the world and having these amazing experiences. And this is kind of encapsulating that. Um, I hope that they inspire people to kind of get after their one, your one life. We all get this one epic opportunity to live and do what lights us up. And I've really found a lot of inspiration and traveling and filling my sketchbooks and meeting people around the globe and experiencing different cultures and also just experiencing sunrises and sunsets out on the water. So this whole series kind of is a mashup of that. Each one has a centerpiece of this subtle skull and this like tripscape and it's all a hand-drawn digital style and with surf tropical vibes and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about the series. Well, let's take a moment to check this out too, because when we first talked, 
you were drawing all over the place, man. Just one-off quickies, you know, creating for algorithms, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, you have a very defined, colorful, vibrant style. You know, it's got this tropical vibe to it during this season. And you pack a lot of little mini Easter eggs as well, which, you know, allows people to really get deep and lost in your work. Like I find myself scrolling for hours trying to find what you have hidden. And it's been wild just to see, you know, it start off small from what was the first piece 5.75 5.75 is what you sold it for. Then it's 6.9, then 8.5, then blasted at 14.2. And then your still coming around here at a 10 and settling your floor. You know, and as we're speaking now in the past, when this comes out, you have your next auction. You're probably going to be finished with this series by the end. So can you talk just a little bit more about your time and experience with this piece or with this series, you know, and uh, kind of the vibe and the things that you're learning about yourself as you're going deeper, you know, creating a minimum 10 hours per piece when it was one hour per piece. So before this, I was kind of scattered with a bunch of different projects. I was focusing a lot of building personal brand over on TikTok and Instagram and doing like surface level, uh, 15 minute calligraphy tattoo designs for people. And like on the surface, like I have a lot of followers, but there's nothing really below that. And there wasn't a lot of depth to it. And you're like, you should just focus purely on your art and craft and see what you can come up with. And so it's really, that's what this whole series is about is just kind of like, it's for me. And it's just kind of breaking the boundaries open of like who I am as an artist and planting that flag because I've always enjoyed drawing and always identified as like a creative, but I always kind of thought that I couldn't really be an artist because, you know, you hear the term ever since I was a little kid, my dad was a starving artist. He was like an oil painter. And I grew up with that, like, you can't really make money doing art. And so I went the more the graphic design route, even though I really enjoyed creating. And so it was always kind of my hobby. And so this new series is basically like, hey, I still have another 60, 70 years on this planet. And I can plant my flag now and be like, hey, I'm a web three artist. And like, I'm here to stay. And you know, I can't wait to see what I'm creating in another 20 years just with that badge and the confidence just to say like, oh yeah, you can be an artist. And I'm lucky to be able to have had the experiences to fuel my creativity for this stuff. But then also I have a day job. So I don't really need to worry about like what I'm making, but eventually it would be awesome to fully support myself off of my art. But, you know, slow and steady. There's so many takeaways in there. Let me extract some real quick because I don't think you realize how brilliant this shit is sounding right now. One, you're in a season of creating for you, not algorithms. That's probably been the biggest change I've seen within you. Two, being more intentional and really pouring into your craft, having fun with it. And one motto that you continue to talk about is zero expectations. Only expectations for yourself, but other things outside of your control. That's been a big thread throughout the couple of months we've been working with. Three, you have a day job to leverage. Everyone in this program has a day job and they've been leveraging that to fuel their side hustle and their dream job. And that takes the pressure off so you can be free to play. Now, if we were to go rewind, so before the 12-week program, kind of what was the headspace? What was kind of the biggest struggles or hurdles or, you know, why did you seek me out in the first place? What did you know about me and like, why was this important for you to act now? I think it's just, I understand, I understood the value of mentorship and my mentorship was basically online learning. So I would invest in these like digital courses 
but you'd never meet the coach or you'd watch, I'd watch a lot of YouTube videos about like getting better at stuff. But what really made me pull the trigger on this is I got a small bonus at work and I was just like, I'm going to reinvest this into myself. And this is the, this is like an easy no brainer thing to, to do. And I think that that was kind of the main catalyst is I had this, this little extra bit of cash. And I was like, I'm going to invest in myself and see where this goes. The opposite of DGen in web three, more investing in yourself. Yeah. I mean, a separate story. I mean, this the last like two years, I've been really deep into the NFT and crypto space. And, you know, I was throwing around money, like, because you kind of get a disconnect it being crypto. And I was throwing around money and I was like, well, I, if I'm spending all this money on JPEGs and stuff like this and crypto and shit coins and all that stuff, I was like, I need to definitely at least spend this amount of money on myself, like a hundred percent. And so I've been following you for a while and saw that you were also in the web three space. So I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be, this is going to work. Well, out. I'd say we really kicked it off after that first call, but what were you looking for? What was like, cause you started in a boot camp. You started in a boot camp. You took the Q3 boot camp just out of nowhere. You and me had one call. You had filled out. You signed up for like a wait list. You applied like way early to the coaching program and started just responding to emails. And that's how we originally connected. So like, what were you looking for? Like, this is the program or like, why did you start the boot camp? And then what were you like, okay, I need to do the 12 week program. What was the headspace? What were you looking for? What were you needing or what were you fed up with that you saw like a little glimpse of this is the, this is the route I need to go. And why I'm asking is I'm painting a picture because everybody might be stuck. They may have found success over here. They may have plateaued. They may have been playing a game that they're just not vibing to because it's for algorithms and trends, whatever. You know, you're building a house of cards, but then you maybe you're thinking something else over here. What what was that reason for why you stopped playing this game and shifted over here? I think the main I think the main reason is like I was been creating for social media to build personal brand, but it wasn't going anywhere. Was it personal? I don't Yeah. It was just like, I got followers. Now what? And I mean, I would get occasional like drip of like projects in here and there, but I kind of wanted help setting up like that target. And yeah, I think that that's just getting in the boot camp um, is basically just like a little peek under the hood and then being like, Oh yeah. Scotty's Scotty's gonna give me a bunch of value here, so this is gonna be worth the investment. It's like a little taste, a little, you know, little sample. Yeah, you and McKenzie, who's up next? You know, you 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 got some exposure to the boot camp, but everybody else just dove right into the deep end with me. Let's flex a little bit right now. What are like the three biggest wins that you've had in our time working together? You know, we kicked it off early-ish August with the first boot camp, and it rolled right into the spring program, and your shit exploded real quick in the terms of like traction, reach, connecting collectors, you know, it's, it's kind of a fairy tale story. I'm not going to lie. I'd say the biggest win in all is just like the confidence to say like, Hey, I'm an artist now, you know, that's like, that's huge. And just having that ability to just be like, Oh yeah. Like I can create stuff that's could go in galleries one day and collectors are seeing it. Um, I did get really lucky or fortunate just having, a couple of big collectors in the space recognize my work and buy over the counter or, or, you know, get into the bids, which is awesome. But I think the main one is just the, I'm super proud of the artwork that I'm creating. 
Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it too. Some of the other like homework and uh, nitty gritty stuff, you know, building a website next, that's less fun. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun creating the artwork and the biggest challenge, but it's also been a win is starting to work on my copywriting. It's still like very early and talking about your work. That's a super important thing that you've taught me and all of us probably a bit is just how to talk about your work. And uh, yeah, it is important, but it's, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. I would say you have some massive wins and massive collectors, things like big brain gallery. The people, most people listening aren't going to have a clue, but in a couple of years, they probably will. People like high blinks and not going to make it Mike. Oh my gosh. I, I could keep going. I think uh, Kev, the cactus, you know, some of these names, people are like, these are ridiculous. But in our world, like that's a really big deal. And that's just pretty wild in general. And I'm glad that you spoke to the hurdles and the, the struggles because this program isn't like, you're going to create a big body of work and all you're going to do is just have fun every day and great things are going to happen. It's like, no, we, we challenge every week. There's weeks where I grind you hard. That sounded weird. There's weeks that I push you really hard. Don't edit that out. Um, and, and I know I'm pushing up against resistance. I'm like, okay, the big picture of what you say you want, because week one and week two, short, uh, big picture targets, then it's short-term game plan. Here's the timeline and a roadmap. You say you want all these things, but right now we only exist on Twitter. What if that went away? What if TikTok went away? What if Instagram went away? You know, and then how are you to talk about your work? How are you going to get people connected to what you do? Where are you going to drive people? And I know the hardest step has been the website and the copywriting, but man, you've showed up and you continue to fight against the resistance and still do the hard shit. Cause I'm a big believer in to really tap into the next level of success. You got to do the hard things that are important that move the business forward to set you up to do the fun things that we typically think move the business forward. But in the grand scheme of things, those are the micro day to day. And you've been really mm-hmm. diving into the macro. And I feel like maybe before we started, you didn't have that macro vision, the big picture. Yeah, a hundred percent. Having that big picture target has been has been. It's massive. like you got a north star that you're traveling to each day. Hundred percent. Absolutely, you got a big wave out in the distance that you're tracking. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to use these wave terms. Okay, <laughs> so as we kind of like wind things down, then what are the three biggest takeaways that you've learned in our time together within this program that Pass Walker end of July needed to hear? I mean, some of them I'm still working through. When you say head games, coming from like a world where you're like chasing likes and followers and then showing up differently, you still have those head games over on Twitter when posts aren't getting enough likes or, you know, or people aren't showing up for bids and things like that. So, I mean, there is, there are still head games and also being in crypto, you mean, you're doing, you're selling art in crypto and crypto is a super volatile space as well where all of a sudden last week your art that sold for a couple hundred bucks is now worth, you know, a hundred dollars or less. Like it's a super volatile space. So I think still like realizing that the head games, it's you get into these ruts and it's, it takes a little bit of time to get out of them and climb above the rut and see like, Oh yeah, that shit actually doesn't matter. And it's a bigger picture. Um, Another thing that has been huge is focus. Um, I'm a hustler at heart. And so do, I was doing a lot when I 
met you like six or seven different hustles in the background. And I teach y'all and one I've to three of, things max during a season for most of y'all. And just I've, condensed, I've condensed down to like three or four now. So three maybe. Um, and that's really helped is just having and like learning to say no um, and not have that shiny object syndrome. And so, yeah, saying no and kind of staying focused. And then the value of being able to talk about your work and copywriting. Those are like the three biggest things I would say, definitely. And then line breaks obviously help a lot for when you're like reading through stuff. It makes it really digestible. That's the real alpha. You want people to, if you want people to read your shit, use a damn line break. Yeah, dude, my emails are way better now too. Everybody's going to respond better. And it's like everything you learn here ripples into every aspect. So let me land the plane with you. Walker, my man, you've done a lot of things and you found a lot of success on social media in the past, as you said, but the true Walker never had a moment to shine and showcase who he was, the personal in the personal brand. You went from creating from algorithms, struggling to talk about your work to creating some of the best work of your life and learning how to play a new game of social media by being socially you and being you and your work. You're hella coachable. You always take feedback in stride, even though I know you dread some of this action item shit that I push your way due to areas of discomfort and just, it's like anti-drawing first, you know? But I've never had a student in all my years gain such incredible traction that quickly. Like there's something clicking here. Do more of what works. You truly exploded onto the scene and that says a lot. That says a lot about who you are and your dedication to the craft and just how much you love being an artist. You are an artist. You gave yourself a permission slip. This whole last couple of months, you gave yourself a permission slip and you should be proud of these past few months. What you've done is not normal. This is some unicorn shit and things are going to get harder in the future. But what you're going through now, you're growing a thick skin, you're building a mental fortress and you have a squad of goons around you that want to see you win. You're an unstoppable force if you choose to be especially as you continue to master the head game portion of building the successful creative biz. And I just want to say I'm really fucking proud of you, dude. And thank you so much for giving me a shot of being your coach. Appreciate you big time. And uh, yeah, I feel grateful to have the opportunity and build with all you goons. Squad of goons. <laughs> creative goons. Well, thanks for kicking this off and setting the vibe high, dude. Let's continue to ride the wave. And we got MK balance letters. Boom, 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 boom. The solo female in the group, which is the anchor to this ship. Mackenzie, let us know a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Mackenzie. I'm the artist and blogger behind Balance Letters. Um, I'm a busy mom. I'm an illustrator, a letterer health and wellness advocate and a community builder. Um, so my art is comforting, calming, um, a little bit whimsical and has feminine and floral motifs. And then my writing is super vulnerable and, and speaks about the struggles of finding balance between being a mom and being a high achieving woman. And my goal is really to empower other moms to chase their dreams in a healthy and fulfilling way instead of feeling stuck in the grind of the day to day. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> what would MK said at the beginning of this year before Q1 boot camp? What would you have stumbled through and said? I don't even know. I didn't know which direction I was going. <laughs> It's like I, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to create 
branding for small businesses that are moms. <laughs> you are the epitome of, I'm going to pick a path real quick. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to go deeper in my personal development and the business acumen. I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people. I'm going to seek out help from a coach. Then in Q2, I'm going to pick a path. I'm going to go a little dip deeper. And I feel like Q3 is when things really started to click. Q2, you had some wins. Q3 bootcamp, you had like a massive shift of clarity. You know, can you kind of yeah. talk about this year as a whole and to where you yeah. are now? And then I'll, I'll, I'll highlight a bit of your work too. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess kind of rewinding before even this year um, and how I found you. So a friend of mine, I'm like a huge podcast listening, listen to all different podcasts. And one of my friends recommended your podcast. And What's her so, name? Give her a little shout out here. Um, it was uh, Colorful Jess on Instagram. So she's actually also a creative What's coach. Up, Colorful um, Jess? Thank you. <laughs> And so I don't know how I had not listened to you before, but I basically became obsessed. And in 2021, like my top listened to podcast of the year was your podcast. That's the real alpha there too, y'all. So I had reached out to you and I said, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, look, and and you actually responded. And I was like, wow, you're a human. Like you actually, I think you sent me like a voice memo or something. And then I started to ask if there was like particular episodes that you recommended for kind of this situation I was in. And so then you started, you came out with these boot camps where it was kind of the mini series. And it was like Walker said, it was kind of the, the sneak peek into the full on um, craziness that we've gotten into over the past couple of weeks. And so it was really cool to get into that. And I think, where I was before this was at the end of 2021, I knew I wanted to change something in my business because my business started as an Etsy shop that I sold products for weddings and like Christmas gifts and having a toddler and just, you know, it wasn't really fulfilling. Um, I wanted to change to something more service-based. And so I went in the direction of doing branding. And I was I actually worked with three brands in 2021. I was like, oh, this is fun, but it still felt like it wasn't super clear. Um, and so that's kind of where we are. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I've gotten is like the clarity that really what I enjoyed most about those projects was working with the people and the conversations and the mentorship and the relationships with those people. Um, but I was just jumping all over the place. And so I wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Had <laughs> no direction. Well, I think it's powerful there. It's like, to me, small progress mm -hmm. is progress. And I'm not going to lie, we keep it real here. You're a busy mom. I'm a busy dad. And you can hear my kiddos going crazy above me. And we're building <laughs> yeah. the dream without instruction manuals right now. You know, we're we're building the plane while we're flying it. And at the beginning of this year, let me go back to balance letters. And this is for those watching on YouTube right now. You could see this pivot in this shift in what you're doing. You know, balance letters, we'll still talk about that name. But like, this is kind of where we connected <laughs> early on. And then if you just scroll through the feed, look at that. You're starting to develop a style. You're starting to develop a voice. Writing is becoming your superpower, which then amplifies your art. 
then mm-hmm. you've gone deep into a blog, you know, with that simple call to action. Read my blog post here, getting very clear about what we want people to do. Now look at this. And by the end of the year, you're going to have nine, I believe you said. You know, yes. look at that. You are building something. What's the dopest thing one person has said to you so far that it's just like, okay, aha, uh-huh, that's the omen. I'm on the right path. I think it's just been over the past couple of weeks, people saying, I really needed this today or, you know, I never thought of it like that. Um, allowing people to speak vulnerably about things. The more that you do it, the more other people feel that they can do it. And I think there's a lot we don't talk about <laughs> and it's, it's detrimental to all of us. So kind of opening up those conversations and knowing that, you know, I said something that I didn't know was even going to affect. I didn't know if anyone was going to look at it. (laughs) I don't know how many people look at it, but to someone who was having a really hard day and to say like, they really needed that, it could change their outlook on the day. Or I mean, it could even change the outlook on their life for someone. (laughs) That I think is the most powerful thing is, Every time we show up and put something out there, we plant a seed. We have no idea who's paying attention. This is something I've said to Walker multiple times too. This is something I need to remind myself too when it feels like no one's paying attention. It's crickets. There's so many silent admirers out there and you never know who's watching. One of your biggest resistances was when I said, you should post this to Facebook. But like, (laughs) I don't know. What do people work with think? You know, this and that. I'm like, but who are we creating for right now? What happened after you and posted the, the first, first person, I gave you an action item. I'm like, hey, you got to post this shit tonight after a call. What happened? And then the first person to comment on it was someone from my work <laughs> that was like, wow, this was really awesome. Isn't it funny? Like these preconceptions we think people will perceive us as, but how we view ourselves is completely different than anybody else out there who views ourselves, view, views us, you know, like the perception we have of ourselves is not the perception other people have of us. We're too close to our own shit. Yeah. What would you say some of your biggest hurdles have been during this, this 12 week program so far, you know, cause being a mom, dude, you, you got the hardest job out of all of us dudes. Yeah. I mean, I think I just struggled for like the first four to five weeks to get a schedule that actually worked. Um, You know, we kind of talked about this posting blogs and it's, you know, it's not just posting it, but it's making the time to write the blog. It's formatting it. It's doing the artwork and, you know, every mom or dad that's listening to this knows that the time you have to yourself is so little. So it just took a lot of tinkering with what what could I find like so I've blocked out you know anyone who sees me at work now like every Tuesday I book a conference room at lunchtime and I just go and write <laughs> and it's just it's on the calendar it's scheduled what gets scheduled gets managed most people wing shit and wonder why they never gain traction like there's just a powerful tip there I schedule it. People know like these are boundaries. This is, this time is for me. This is MK time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's been the biggest thing. Um, And then, you know, just when, when things get rough, when you get sick, when something happens, you have to readjust the schedule again. (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, I think it's been 
I have a path forward now that I know how much time it takes and have the structure to make it happen. And I don't feel super overwhelmed. I don't feel like it's impossible. Well, what's crazy though, it's like, I, I, I have you all like get one of the assignments is like, get really clear. What's your top one to three priorities this season? You know, and yours is blogging with the illustration, but you have multiple processes within that. You have the writing process, being a consistent writer, blogging and formatting stuff. That's a new process. The art of creating the artwork, you know, and optimizing and uploading it, you know, and then the third process of promoting yourself, you know, because promoting it is just as important than just the act of creating it as well. We got to get good at talking and promoting and you've constantly tweaked, you know, here, I'll, I'll try an Instagram uh, on Instagram is your platform right now. And you'll try a still artwork, you'll make reels. And then you're really pushing it and doing like voiceovers with that smooth meditative voice. That's just like, wow, okay, everything's going to be okay. As you put it over your artwork, you fearlessly experiment, you get hit in the face with sickness, and then your family gets sick, or you have a crazy work week, you know, and you still find a way to show up, hit your deadlines. And it's a bi-weekly blogging process. And I think if people are wondering where to start, if you were to start over again with this blogging and artwork, what would be like those tips that you would tell yourself? Because one important thing you just said in your last check-in was everything's streamlined now. I was like, damn, that sounded professional as hell. Yeah. All of y'all check-ins this last one, you all said a little nugget that I was like, wow, that is radically different than what you would have said in week one. You know, I can see the shift of the professional side. So what would you tell yourself if you were starting from a blog again? And let's flex, uh, flex on some wins. What are like three quick things you would say, like, this is what I would recommend to myself getting started? I mean, I think, I think the first thing is like, just to do it. Like, just, we've talked about like, the first one's going to be crappy. Like, just get it out there. <laughs> like I, the first couple, I struggled hard and it took me so long. So I was Post like, I turds. don't know what I'm doing. Post the turds. <laughs> and, you know, now the more that I do, the more I'm like, oh, I can tweak this and that. Um, but it, it was super scary. <laughs> and I think we all, I think it was a week or so ago that we all hit this like resistance. And it was because we were all hitting this like leveling up point. Mid-week wall where it's, you're on the cusp of going to the next level. You know, how do you yeah. respond when life knocks you down and challenges you? Yeah. And so I think just pushing, pushing through and understanding that it's not, you know, it's, it's a learning process and, it's not to say it's not going to suck. Like it's going to suck sometimes. <laughs> right. And then, but it's not going to suck forever. And would you recommend to someone new doing bi-weekly versus the pressure of going weekly all the time? Why has bi-weekly been important to you? Cause in the past I would have pushed people to do it weekly and I've radically changed this year. Thanks to a past student in the spring Minerva who showed me a different angle to all this. Yeah. So I think with me, like I've told you, I, I do want to spend a little bit more time on the artwork because I still want the art to be a part of what I'm putting out there. Um, right now, it's not the number one priority, but I don't, I don't want to put like, you know, stock photo or something. So the two week timeline gives me that space that I can focus one week on the blog and then the second week on the illustration and like whatever content I'm going to be putting out there. It also just gives buffer because being a mom, <laughs> having a full-time job, 
something's going to go wrong. <laughs> Something is going to go wrong at home. Something is going to go, you know, working overtime at work. And, you know, you can't, those are things like you can't always, you can't say no to them. <laughs> Before we flex on the wins, speak real quick on the power of just writing one-offs and the stress of that, and then pivoting to series real quick too. Yeah. So the, the first couple I did one-offs and then when I finish, I'm like, oh shoot, now I have to think of a whole new idea. And what I found was when I was writing the post, I had more to say. Um, so then like the third or fourth time I went to write, I started writing it as a three-part series. So that's also taken the pressure off. And it's also given me more space to share um, and go really deep on one thing. It's just, it's been something that I can think ahead more rather than having to come up with something new every allows week. you to batch build that queue. And then some other things I noticed you really do is having ideas backed up. You have a content calendar, most likely, I believe I saw last. So you have an idea bank. Yeah. You can go pull old posts and you have a system and you have a schedule. What would you say are like your top wins to flex on people real quick? The number one, which I started actually in the Q3 bootcamp was making my own website. Um, I had actually bought the domain and the subscription last October <laughs> and I didn't touch it because um, I wasn't make, I didn't know what I wanted it to, to be, honestly. Um, so I started that and now I have this space where everything that is balanced letters can live outside of Instagram, outside of any social media, because that's the only place I was, um, besides Etsy, but that's not relevant anymore. Um, so that's been huge. Um, and then, with that, uh, like you said, I'll have nine blog posts up by the time this uh, goes live and many more to come. Um, that long list of ideas going. And then I think the biggest thing is, you know, I realized that I could step back from monetizing things and just figure out where I'm going and figure out what I'm trying to say and how I'm trying to serve people because I was focusing on monetization so much that it was, I was like, Oh, well, if I do branding, then I can make X amount of money. But is that really what I want to do? And so with the full-time job, kind of like what WD said, I have the space that I don't need to monetize it in this season. Love it. And then you sent me that message not too long ago that your website analytics were exploding. You never really had traffic like that before. And then you've shared a couple of times where we've had some really awesome comments that are just like signs and omens like, okay, what I'm saying is clicking and I'm on the right path. You know, you got that clarity and confidence. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's powerful. And as I kind of like land it with you and end cap it, you were uncertain where to focus your time. Just being real. You said it too. But you kept attending each boot camp. You kept investing yourself. You stuck with it. You provided value and feedback and encouragement to others. You vulnerably showed up. Vulnerability is a staple in your brand. You kept asking questions. You kept doing the assignments. You kept digging deep. Like the hole you've dug this year in a good way has been awesome, man. Your shovel is sturdy. Each session, you gained a little more clarity and you finally jumped in the deep end with me this fall. 
and one of the first people and the only female. Like, that's bold. That's super bold. And I feel like you've really found your groove in your voice, your writing style, your art style, who your work is for, who your message is for, and who you are within what you do and why do you care? Why do you value what you do? And the analytics and the engagement speak for themselves. Those are just little wins and W's you stack along this path. You're an incredibly bold female in this group and you have the hardest job out of all of us being a busy mom who rocks a day job and still shows up for your dream. Like, damn, you leave me inspired every week. You're an inspiration to all the moms who feel trapped yet have a dream but don't know where to start and the dads that didn't know they needed to hear it too. And this is just the beginning. I'm hella privileged that I got to witness this intentional shift in your creative pursuits this year and just know like we can all say we're hella proud of you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you, Mackenzie. Absolutely. Thank you for investing in me. All right, pivot. Let's get it. Mr. Casey Duke. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, my man? Uh, <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. All right, I'm Casey. Uh, I'm a family man, art school dropout, and nature-inspired illustrator creating NFTs on Solana during the season. Uh, I utilize clean lines, uh, shapes, calming colors to capture the essence of animals. Um, in a surreal cosmic universe. Uh, I'm currently leveraging my art to pay off my student debt, which I have a lot of. And uh, just to show that you don't need a fancy art school degree, you know, to be successful. Uh, my work is for those who are trying to take control of their own artistic journey as I share my own personal experience as an illustrator. All right, well, let's, let's do a little celebration real quick. I'm gonna share the screen and he has a current auction life too. You know, look at this work right now, y'all. First one, I got oh, that first dang, one. Dude. I got that first one. <laughs> WD bought your second yeah. one. And looks like you got a new bidder here. You know, let's give them a yeah, shout out. Just Ooh, saw let's that. get it. Let's get it. But just check that out. Now you're experimenting with animation. Like what a absolute. And we're, we're talking about in the future. You probably have two or three more pieces out right now. But going back here, let me get back to my, my hit list of questions. With that type of intro, Let's talk a little bit, rewind, to where were you at when we were on our first phone call? What was that, like August, mid-August? I can't even pull it up. Yeah. Casey Duke, that would have been, <laughs> uh, looks like 9-1, so September 1st is when we first chatted. Sheesh. Yeah, it was, I was a mess. Um, basically, during that time, I was like, uh, uh, basically, I was sucked into my job in a sense like what i do for my job is i do like uh i do illustration and branding for music festivals which i love but like i was bringing my job home and so i would be working late nights just drawing stuff that i thought was fun you know but it kind of got to a point where i was just like i'm drawing for other people kind of lost i think i want to draw for myself now you know and so it's kind of where i was i was kind of like looking for like the next step I think you had bought like the side hustlers handbook and then I just noticed you were reading all the emails. Why didn't you pull the yeah. trigger? I was the one who reached out to you and just offered you a session. Like, exactly. yo, thank you for all of this. Thank you for investing. Thanks for reading the emails. I'd love to just have a chat with you, dude. I wasn't hitting you up to sell you or anything. You know, like why didn't you shoot your shot at that time? What was holding you back? I don't know. I just, honestly, I was surprised you even like reached back out to me. Like, so I feel like I reached out to you and then like we connected in spring and I didn't hear back from you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach back out to you. Yeah. So still reading stuff. Like <laughs> I'm not going to let him ghost me. Exactly. And so like, yeah, I don't know why I think I just, 
just afraid to shoot my shot, I guess, you know, it's afraid to go for it. What is the biggest fear? Because I guarantee 70% at a minimum of people listening all have this same big fear of, I'm afraid to shoot my shot, embrace the unknown. You know, is it like, what if this doesn't work out for me? You know, what, what's the fear? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen in your head at that time that paralyzed you from being Mr. Casey Duke? Honestly, like, I was just lost. I was just lost as a person, lost as an artist. I didn't have a voice. I didn't know what I was creating. I wasn't creating for myself at all. And so I just didn't have a story to tell. And You probably didn't think just, anybody would care if you had a story. Exactly. Like, why should anybody care if I don't know why I care? I think that's the big thing when in this program, one of the main questions I ask you all is why do you care in order to have other people care about us? Like we got to connect with what we do first, you know? So why do you care? Let's just hear it now. I'm putting you on the spot. Why do you care about what you do now? You're a different person. Why do you care now? I have something to say. I think, um, just with my art, you know, like, yeah, I was drawn for someone else. But now I'm like drawing for myself and like, I want to like share that message of, you know, being an artist and how to, um, just how to be yourself in your art, you know? And that's something I've like learned a lot in this program is just how to be myself in my art. Cause I was drawn for someone else making their vision come alive. But now I'm like making my vision come alive. And I didn't even know what that vision was, but now like I'm starting to see it come you know, come true. It's been a lot of fun. It pays the bet big on yourself. And like with WD and everyone else, it's just, most people are looking for an external permission slip. I can provide that all day, but you got to write yourself one. You got to give yourself a hall pass. And you love your job. Like you were glowing about your job on your call. You have one of the yeah. coolest jobs, dude. And you talk about how dope it is all the time. But one thing I revealed ASAP is you would, work through your breaks and just give them all the time. So I'm definitely not hating on your job. Like seriously, you've done nothing. If they listen to this, you've, you've done nothing but talk about how dope your job is, you know, and how many ideas and everything that you have and how, what you learn in the program you're going to bring to the job, but you were giving them all your free time, you know, maybe you were missing the permission slip, but what happened when you took your time back? Well, I had to figure out who I was, <laughs> you know? And so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've like figured out my story. I figured out uh, what I want to say to people. I figured out my art, you know, like I'm just on like a new trajectory. New trajectory. Absolutely. Where would you be right now if we didn't have that call? <laughs> probably the same spot. I'd probably be drawing, you know, some palm tree or something right now because usually we do reggae festivals. So I'd probably be doing like, you know, a palm tree or <laughs> drawing a wave or something. And I think an important no, but like that's not bad, Walker. <laughs> yeah, Walker's got that <laughs> tropical vibe, the traveler over here. But I think the biggest takeaway here is you still crush it at your job. You know, you you crush it at your job. And it's hard to stay focused at our day jobs when we love what we do. You know, when you're really gaining traction and you're vibing, but you still crush it at your job. And the biggest thing I want to like extract a nugget here, it's leverage your day job to fuel your dream job. It's not how can you skate by at your day job so you can just focus on your own craft it's like no leverage your day job and leverage the skills your illustration craft everything you learn to like pump out illustrations over there is all uprooted and shifted to your own work now that you have clarity on the path 
You know, and then why did you pick? Uh, um, I wasn't expecting this at all. One day you text me, hey, I'm thinking about looking into Solana NFTs, you know, right before the program started. Where did that come from? You know, what, what made you want to go down this Web3 journey? And who cares if you're looking at the markets? Two years later, you look back on this episode, everybody's going to be like, damn, what a smart idea. At the end of this year, people are going to be like, what a bunch of idiots. But then the next bull run, they're like, wow, they were early. Those guys were smart, that WD and Casey and everyone else. So, you know, what, what made you pick that path? Because otherwise, I think you were just going to create for Instagram again. Yeah, no, I think the original idea was like, like I just want to do like... And there's nothing wrong for creating for Instagram again. I don't want to like say that because that's what <laughs> Alex yeah. is building right now in McKenzie. So I'm not <laughs> like throwing shade at that. I didn't want to like have that come off wrong. So sorry to interrupt. Sure, sure. No, no, you're good. Um, no, I think originally I just wanted to make like posters for like bands. You know, like I want to do screen printing posters because like that's kind of like my history is um, like screen printing and stuff. But then again, like I thought about it and I was like, you know, that's just me drawn for someone else again making someone else you know making their vision come to life and so i looked into this uh nft stuff and everyone was saying like yo you would be like super good you know nfts and things like that and so i looked into the solana space kind of like what you and walker like kind of suggested and uh i just noticed people were making art for themselves and so that really like resonated with me i was like well like you can it's like an online art gallery, you know, I'm like, I'm not a painter, you know, I'm not, not much of a, you know, I don't really drink the paint water too much. <laughs> and so <laughs> Jason plug like it. So, uh, yeah, I just, it looked like, it looked like a home for my art. And so I wanted to go create what I wanted to create. And it looked like I could have a community over there. And it's just been a lot of fun since diving in. Let's flex on them real quick. Let's talk about some big wins that you've had so far to this program. You know, since our first conversation to where you are right now, we're entering week nine when this goes out. Flex on them. No humble pie here. I've had people come to me and say like, you know, your your work has inspired me. You know, you look like you're having fun. Uh, one of my friends had come to me and they said, hey, like I was bullied in school, you know, and like, I stopped drawing because of it, but now I see that you're drawing and you're having fun with it. And so like, I'm drawing again, you know, he was going to go get an iPad. And I was like, dude, just go get a sketchbook. Like, just start drawing. Who cares? And I think that's just kind of like the kind of artist I want to be is I just want to inspire people just to have fun with the craft, you know, and I just have something to say, you know, I have something to say about my art. That's probably the biggest win I think I could say that I've gained you have something to say. Yeah. And not to mention you're selling your work right now, even if it's not at like price points, it's just the fact like it's not about money. Getting a sale is a bonus, you know, but it's just the fact that there's people in every pocket of the planet that you can easily connect with right now with your work. There's interest. You have people DMing you asking to buy things over the counter, you know, directly versus going in an auction. You know, you're you're branding yourself. You're branding your series. Same with WD. You're, you guys are building a brand and branding a series, learning how to campaign. You know, I could share all the wins that I see. But I think overall, it's the confidence and taking control of your creative pursuits. Would you say? Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a different person. I'm a different artist, you know. I can talk about my work. I couldn't talk about my work starting out. Like, I think you asked me about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, that's just what I draw, you know. 
put all you on the spot, like in our first introductory call. Tell me a little about yourself, who you are, what you do, why do you, why do you care? Why does anybody else care? You couldn't answer that. I feel like you can answer that now. Highlight one of your top three big takeaways you've learned that your past self needed to hear. What did you say today? Biggest takeaway is just I've been a uh, communication, communicating about my artwork. Um, that's been the biggest takeaway about doing this whole program. You know, like I've been writing, I've been digging, I've been diving deep into like who I am, what my art is, you know, why people should care about it, what it's about. Like, it's been powerful. Like, just like trying to figure, like learning all this stuff about me and my art. Cause like, I didn't know any of this, like August, I was just kind of floating around. <laughs> and I real, if, if it's okay, can I read this text? Sure. You said, I talked about your progress and just like gave you a comment on your art thread, you know, like the storytelling and everything. You know, this is your first auction today. This won't be your last. And I was like, it's phenomenal. Great job. You know, lots of progress. And you said, thanks, man. That's been one of the biggest takeaways working with me in this program is to be more than your art. And that's kind of hard to figure out, you know, and this is something I've stressed to all of y'all. Be more than your art you are the gold, you are the value and you being you and sharing your story and getting good at talking about your work, it will only amplify your art. And you said also, it's trying, trying hard to communicate about it all. It's changed my whole outlook on everything as an artist by being more than your art. What does being more than your art look like to you during this season? And how are you figuring out through experimentation, how to be more than your art? Yeah. No, like, like I said before, um, I would just like kind of like scribble, you know, like I'd be like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a scribble, you know, like it just kind of came out, like it just came out that way. But during the season it was just like, you know, it's like, why, why did I do that? Like, why did I make that, that image? You know, like I would dive deeper into like my thought process. I'd dive deeper into my, my own artistic process, dive deeper into like my, my backstory. And so being more than my art is just, more than just posting like a pretty picture on Instagram or like Twitter or whatever, you know, right now it's like writing about it. Like, why do I like to draw animals? You know, like I just like their shapes. I like, I just like what they look like. You know, they're all different shapes and sizes, you know, like, why do I like these colors? They're calming. And so basically it's just being more than your art to me is just, you know, it's like who I am. And it's just been fun to kind of like discover who I am and what my art's about. Mm. I would say 100% y'all are in a season of selfishness and self-discovery creating for yourselves. And at the same time, by you being you and what you do, other people, the right people, your perfect person will find value in it too. Anything else you want to say before I wrap this one up? The program has been awesome. It's been fun. You know, I've learned so much and super grateful for everybody here. Like, Grateful for the goons, grateful for you, and it's just been a lot of fun. The goons, maybe that's the season seven hustler names, season seven goons. <clears throat> okay, so from our first call to now, let me connect some dots for other people on the outside looking in who may just be lost, creatively stuck, and nowhere, no idea like what direction it takes. So, Casey, okay, so you went from not existing at all, you didn't exist, it was like a year or something between your last post same with like alex y'all didn't exist you're giving your time away you know and you're not valuing your actual craft like you're one of the dopest illustrators on this planet 
And look at you now, owning this new evolution of you and your artistic identity. You quickly catapulted, in my opinion, as one of the top illustrators in Web3 space, along with WD. But where I've seen the most growth is your ability to tell your story within your work, as well as the systems, the processes, understanding how to play the game and plan yourself. Like each week, your last couple of check-ins have been about like the work and scheduling, you know, knowing what to work on each day, the confidence in not guessing, what do I work on today? And the fact that you have a plan, you have a runway, you ask questions, you leverage all these things that would mentally wreck most creatives and make them fold like a beach chair when it comes to having to talk about their work or like showing up consistently. A lot of these things are hard. It's not easy. What y'all are doing is not easy. You're waking up and choosing to do hard stuff, yet you harness them. You've harnessed everything you've been teaching and your story as well. Like most people would fold of being told that they're not good at art and getting balls deep in debt and dropping out of school. All the things that would originally held you back are now the things that propel you forward as a superpower. And now you're sharing it. How many people connect? I've seen the comments people have said to you about the powerful, empowering things that you've said. What you're saying is sticking with people. You're being more than your art and you're allowing people to connect with who you are. You continue to show up, focus on the foundational elements like the time management, prioritization, simplifying the game, practicing self-care while staying coachable and focused and over-communicating with me. All of y'all are getting great communicators. The sky's the limit. Forever grateful that you and your wife agreed that this was the time to make a big investment in your craft, especially you're the other dad in this group, you know, and I know how hard it is. And since that first phone call, you've taken everything I've said and ran with it and the results speaks for themselves, brother. I'm so incredibly proud of you and we can all witness this insane absurd growth that you're having as well sky's the limit for you too so thank you for giving me a shot no oh, appreciate it no appreciate it thanks guys yeah thank you shout out to your wife you know that that's that's a big thing oh, yeah, you know, y'all sure. had a really deep conversation about it so i just want to make sure she gets some airplay and you know was all in and supporting you on this decision yep no she's great she's definitely number one fan so oh yeah well, I guess I'm number two, so. All right. Thank you, brother. Next up, Mr. Jason Bronkowski. Let's all drink the paint water for a second. <laughs> What's up, brother? Hey, man. Well, I'll start with my uh, my elevator pitch. How's that sound? It's a, Ooh, a novel way to go. Sounding rehearsed over here <laughs> with the... And real quick, ten, spend 10 seconds, talk about your sweater real quick for those watching the YouTubes, oh, sure. watching the video. Yeah, this is the uh, the Stanley Hotel from The Shining. My wife got this for me a, a couple um, Christmases ago, and I thought it would be yeah, a, a nice addition here. Wifey for the win. Yeah. Right, I, man, the floor is yours. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm just glad I'm not dripping down on sweat. You know, no. I got, I got and, that werewolf blood, so it makes me a little... And we've all been commented, too, because we can all see each other up here as we're talking, and we're all like, man, Jason just like his smiling in the background, his head nods, and then his vibrant, calming, but loud sweater. <laughs> you know, like you're setting this this tone for all of us, you know, keeping like, Hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. You don't know that you're providing that presence, but you are. And I think that just speaks to the personality that we are building and tapping into this season. So yeah, let us know who you are. Yeah, right on. I appreciate that. I'm Jason Brownkowski. And since it's flex time, I'm going to say that I'm the creative dynamo behind the drink, the paint water YouTube channel and drink the We'll get Casey to drink the paint water soon. My art wrestles. With the weird and whimsical side of horror and mythology, right? And it's made for anybody who has a dark sense of humor. They might have questionable morals, right? 
They want to be entertained, possibly educated, maybe even titillated by a stunted Sasquatch of a man slinging ink and paint and pixels to create ridiculous art. And the whole reason I'm doing this is to present my genuine self in this crazy fucking sweater, right? So that you can feel comfortable being your own wonderful, weird self. So let's all be weird. Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I love that you guys are laughing. So it's, it's great. Dude, you're the epitome of entertainment. You are a big brand. You're a big personality, dude. And we'll get to that. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to end cap what I have ready for you yet. So let's talk about the path to where you are here. You failed to say hello to me at Creative South this past year. Right. You know, I'm that, still right. a little butthurt about that. But let's talk about just the path to where you are today and what made you like, I'm going to apply to this program. Oh, sure. I've, uh, like uh, MK was saying, I had listened to your podcasts and seen your YouTube videos. I, I lurk around on the YouTubes more than anywhere else. And uh, and then I recognized you at Creative South. And, you know, I just didn't, I, you were always surrounded by people because you're very magnanimous also. Magnanimous. Can I say that? Uh, <laughs> so I didn't want to come and, and intrude. But uh, I prefer the word dynamo. You're another you're dynamo. Word. You're, you're, you're always dynamo. teaching me new. You're always teaching me new adjectives. Like every week in your check-ins, <laughs> there's something new. I got to Google that or I got to ask you. What do you mean here? Well, I'm I'm a copywriter, somewhat by trade, also, so that that helps out. Um, but yeah, I I just I liked that you surrounded yourself with uh, creatives, and if there's something that I need in my life, it's discipline and direction. And so when I started thinking about getting more serious, um, I too, like Casey, have an awesome day job that I really not even on the radar yet to uh, leave it. But, you know, nothing's permanent. I've lost awesome day jobs before in the past through no fault of my own, right? Uh, especially in a, a crazy economy. So um, I think, it, and I'm also not getting any younger. You know, I'll be uh, 49 in a, in a few weeks. So it's, you know, piss or get off the pot. So it's it's time to make this happen. Uh, and I've, contacted you. I think I tried to get on your mailing list for a um, boot camp, but, but I mailed the wrong thing or something. <laughs> Technology and wound up uh, in the wait list for this wonderful program. And I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. What was the point where you're like, I need to take myself seriously. You know, what was like the defining moment, just the uncertainty in the world or just no saying it's a certain day job. And, you know, this is the dream one day and I'm not putting myself on that trajectory. Yeah, um, it's real similar to what Casey's got going on in that I get to be creative during the day. I make cool stuff and I've done freelance uh, illustrations for like third party Dungeons and Dragons books and things like that. But A, that doesn't pay anything. And, and B, it's just not me. Like, I don't want to distill somebody else's idea. I want to just throw myself on the canvas, sometimes literally, and just let people enjoy that. You're like, you're like, you're like a big hairy charcuterie board, right? So I want to just get that out there and uh, the right audience is going to find me. Um, so that that's basically it. So it's and my audience. We go even deeper. It's who's the perfect person, you know? And I think that has been something you've gotten extremely clear about. Sure. Um, Talking about where, let's talk a little bit more about like the projects that you have gone going right now. What is like the main macro thing that you're focusing on that is your main priority this season? Well, uh, coming into the program, I would have said it would to be grow my YouTube uh, channel, and that's still a tertiary sort of we challenge. Uh, this one hard. <laughs> every yeah, you did. Yeah, we, we butted heads every but week. But it's about it's that. part of the big picture. 
and I've had my own website um, under my maiden name, right? <laughs> uh, since about 2001. So I've had a website with portfolios and stuff like that. But uh, you pretty much showed me the importance of having a completely my own space. It's drinkthepaintwater.com there. That's on the screen for those of you watching. Having my own space to where if for whatever reason my account gets hacked or canceled or uh, you know bought by a billionaire, <laughs> um, I can I, I have some, a piece of real estate on the net that I own and to grow my uh, community in my own backyard. So the uh, big project basically that that you've inspired me to is to create these videos that I wanted to make, these process art videos but make them live on my blog and, and to beef it up with some background story and, you know, some SEO content, some copy. And just to give people the, the background, give them a piece of my personality instead of just the art being, you know, laid out in, in fast forward uh, on a YouTube channel. Uh, you're, what you're seeing there is uh, last year I did a 100 daily wins, 100 consecutive days. I made a short video about some little highlight of that day, which, you know, sometimes it was, Hey, you know, I, didn't get hit by a bus today. That's awesome. And speak about what's the goal, big picture wise, behind these bi-weekly, right? Bi-weekly blogs mixed with a process video. And it can be any type of artwork. It can be your acrylic-based painting. It can be these wonderful digital illustrations you can throw down into. But what's the big picture about it? You know, it's bigger than just, oh, I want to grow a YouTube audience. The big picture is just uh, wallowing in that self-expression and, uh, and inspiring other people just to be themselves, just to be their weird selves. Everybody lives in a, you know, or not everybody, right? <laughs> and more and more people are coming out of their, you know, out of their hidey holes, but just to be authentic and, and it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to, you know, I don't know. I it's, it's just okay to be weird, I guess is my point. So if I can share that with an audience, and even like get them riffing with each other. And and I'm really inspired by the uh, YouTuber 1000, who is a completely self-trained artist, a muralist and a painter from uh, usually, I mean, initially from uh, Michigan, right? That's up to you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> and his, his audience just uplifts him and uplifts each other. And it's just this really cool, just thriving community of, peers that all just seem to like each other and, and support each other too. And uh, so I think that would be a, a cool thing to have sort of around me and to inspire that. And to me, the power of creating for your website here, why I've pushed you so hard just not to build for YouTube. Yeah. It's the second biggest search engine. Absolutely. A staying power algorithm, but on your website is where you can capture your personality. You know, your writing skills are impeccable, you know, and you can embed your YouTube there and then you can give them a call to action to their go to your shop when you bring that back up or your email list. You control the traffic. You give them the full experience of Jason. You control what you want people to do. And it's long-term staying power. Imagine when someone goes on your page like I did with MKs and you scroll down on your blogs and you just see archive after archive. You know That is social proof. That is credibility. That's authority. And that's how you really build long-term staying power on your own terms. And that's just been so cool to see you do right now. What have been some of the biggest highlights that you've accomplished during our time together? Well, one of my first big wins is that as we were starting the uh, the program, I had a big gaming convention coming up. Then I hadn't, because of the pandemic and taking a little time off for myself, I hadn't 
gone to a convention and sold my art for about three years. So I had to kick all the old uh, cobwebs off of that stuff. But during the convention, one of the convention workers stopped me, a cafeteria lady stopped me and said, oh, you're an artist. What do you do? And I was able to just riff off. Not that not that deluxe version that you guys just got, but enough of a version, right? Like the and, mini elevator pitch. A mini like elevator in pitch. crossing, telling people, not like I'm on a full elevator. Now I'm on a plane ride with people or a bus ride, whatever. Right. They weren't, she wasn't like hitting the elevator door open. And this was something we had, we had just talked about it like a week before on a hot seat call. You know, I was peppering you with some questions. Let's get more descriptive, you know, mm -hmm. and you literally applied it within or a week later. Yeah. And it was great. And, and I could tell by the look on her face that she was totally not my audience, but that's okay. It saved us both some time. Right. <laughs> but I was able just to whip that off. You repel the wrong people. Wait, you made it super crystal clear that we repel the wrong people and make it very clear who it is for. And that's powerful. And each week you've gained more clarity on it and able to speak toward it. And you, you sound rehearsed, you know? Yeah, I was uh, I was up late. I watched a little Draplin last night to get myself jacked up for this, right? <laughs> Gotta love him. And I credit to my wife too, because she'll ambush me every once in a while and say, hey, who are you and what do you do? And so I'll have to <laughs> rattle it off. At I can her. imagine just like her hopping around the corner. Who are you? And right. I, <laughs> what do you do? Like, oh, I live here. Tell it's me cool. who you are. <laughs> that's that's awesome like yeah. keep keep slinging those w's dude let's keep flexing all right uh well the the website was another huge win i took that uh my existing just more of a portfolio site ported it over to be purpose driven to house these video blogs that i'm making about the my art creation and you know i might throw some other stuff in there too in, in the blogs but uh, mainly it'll be about the art creation and see i'm losing focus <laughs> but I'm um doing great man yeah um so basically that, that website. And then when I was at the convention, I offered people 10% off at my booth. If they got on my mailing list, I got 20, I think. And so uh, just the other day, I sent out my first email to them saying, Hey, thanks for keeping in touch. Here's a link to a free download uh, coloring sheet that I had. Uh, so it's, it's setting up the, the runway, right? You've built like an email strategy of going with no emails to slowly growing a list. You even got like someone to just organically sign up. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, someone just popped up and, and signed up on their own. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, I'm, I'm not very active on, on the Instagram, but um, I, I'm sure that maybe it, it popped in from, from a couple of posts that I've done there. Usually my Instagram posts are, are just yeah, crazy digital doodles. Like one last night while I was watching Drapple. Yeah. I love it though. I would say, and every week in a check-in, you have a hit list. Like you get very dialed in of here's my wins this week. Every week I'm like, how the hell does this dude do so much? What would you say are like the top, let's say three things that you've really learned that past Jason needed that maybe someone else lost out there listening needed to? Focus, know when to, to say no to things. And I think that's a, a big learning thing. At that convention, people approached me about commissions for artwork and that's that's past Jason. So I said no to those, even though it would have been easy to, to say yes. And it would have been you know, a little bit of money, some beer money, whatever. But um, yeah, just, yeah, just to stay focused, to treat it like it's an actual job. I think you made a, a call once where if your boss came in at four o'clock and said, I need that report by the end of the day, right? You don't have an option. You, you just have to do it. So I have to treat myself like that boss, you know, and just talk about myself behind my back after I leave the room. <laughs> Treat your side hustle like it's your full-time grind. And I only say that, and through the lens of self-care, of course. Like, it's healthy hustle that we teach here. But if you say, like you, you want to be self-employed and doing your art business full-time one day, 
I'm like, bro, you haven't been acting like it. And you would even say that. You act like it now, though. It's you're different. You completely different. And I'll save that here. I got, I got my stuff ready to go here. But um, <laughs> so focus. And I think that that what comes with focus is being able to distinguish opportunities. Hell yes, opportunities versus distractions. And I would say you especially, and a lot of y'all, especially WD with those 18 different things he was focusing <laughs> on in a season, but like you especially too, you know, like I remember one job, you're like, oh, this person hit me up and they're so-and-so really well-known and this, I think it's a hell yes. I'm like, but it doesn't match anything you said over here, you know? And then he talked a little bit more and decided it wasn't a hell yes, you know, and it allowed you to focus even more deeper on what was a hell yes for you during this season. So focus is a big one. And I, I fall into that trap where, oh, this will just take a second. But if you do that 10 times, then you're eating up all that time. So it's just easier just to, just to say no. Anytime we say yes, we're saying no to something else. So make sure we're saying no. You know, I'm getting good at disappointing the right people because people don't like being told no. But make sure you're not saying no to yourself. So we got focus. What else? Going to bed every night knowing exactly what the game plan is for tomorrow. So that And that's the biggest. In fact, to bring my wife into it again, she's noted that because we had a big discussion about it too uh you know it's it's not a small investment but it's an investment and it's cheaper than a, a course at, in college right but, you, you gave me like the best value proposition this is like a creative business degree of things you'll never learn in school at a fraction of the price i was like that is the best value proposition and i'm running with that forever now great yeah um but but so i was kind of talking to her and about what i've learned and and things like that and she said that she can see the change she can see that I make time for this, make time for that. I'm just kicking out all those wins and still finding time to kill zombies in seven days to die, right? So <laughs> love me some video games. Right, and that's that's cool. I, mean, I just nerded out. I, I played Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I bought it at 8 p.m. and I played a video game from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. on Saturday. I just, that is dangerous for me. And I think it's okay to have things in moderation like drinking and video games, all this. It's just, at the end of the day, what's truly important to you? You have skin in the game. It's a premium investment because it's a premium life transformation. And now the, the ball's rolling. So we're just going to keep hitting it. Let's just keep going. That's I've got that that runway. So I, I appreciate it. Any other big wins that you want to share? Website, email, got a convention, cranked out like three, four something paintings, you know, um, selling your work as well. Most importantly, I have a plan to continue like a bi-weekly process of the videos and the blog posts and those the social about it and stuff like that uh, where before I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever I'll, yeah, sure. I'll do one a week, but okay. If, if you don't write it down, it doesn't happen. Or if you don't have a schedule, if I'm not there being my own boss, it's not going to happen. So. Exactly. So in our first conversation, after reading your, your uh, application, and everything, bro, I couldn't take you seriously. Now I take you hella seriously. You went from hobbyist to professional in a blink of an eye. The discipline and direction is what you were looking for at the beginning. You said that was the biggest thing holding up. That's the biggest thing most people are holding up. And just the fear of giving yourself a shot. But like, I don't think the fear necessarily was there for you. It was just more of like, if other people are going to take me seriously, I need to take myself seriously first. I think that's what really got and we seeped into every little receptor of your brain. Yeah, you woke up, dude. And to me, you are the epitome of what I want to preach to people, of leveraging your day job to fuel your dream job. You know your gaps of when you can work on your own stuff and you still get everything done. You over-deliver for your job. They tell you you're crushing it. You're, you are crushing it. And 
they tell you that you're doing a great job and it's time for a raise, whatever it is. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, in all those little windows that used to be just, I'm going to drink on the porch and just play video games all night. You know, I would but never then do tell that me, during the day. Yeah, but you would do it during the day. But, <laughs> no, I would never do that during the day. Never. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but the old Jason would have been like, I would figure out eventually. The yeah, new Jason right. is like, I'm figuring this out now. And I still can make time for wife. I can still make time for video games. I can still make time to like have some porch time. It's cold as hell in Wisconsin. So be better if you having like an outdoor heater or furnace, but you're the epitome of what I talk about of leveraging the day job to fuel your dream job. Every week you have a massive list of hit list items that you knock out. I'm like, wow, Jason back in like August before the program would have probably put one or two things on that list had we been working together. And to me, I tell you this often, you have the ability to make yourself hard to ignore. You have one of the most magnetic personalities I've ever encountered, dude. And I push you hard because I know there's something great on the horizon. You got to believe it too. Your personality is more contagious than any pandemic that can be thrown our way. And you, my friend, you're going to crush conference stages. You're going to crush merch, Bruce. I'll say this right here. You can be bigger than Draplin if you want it. And I think Jason now wants it. We talk about Draplin. I feel like you can be him and more. You can be him than more. The personality is there. The style, the art. It's like, if you want it, it's yours. If any of you want it, it's yours. Make the decision. You're going to inspire the masses like you inspire me weekly. And I am just hella grateful I get the opportunity to see this individual take new strides every week. And I throw some shit at you. I push hard against you. Every week, I'm pushing hard like, bro, it's bigger than YouTube. It's bigger than YouTube. <laughs> and you push back with reasoning. But at the same time, like we end up finding a marriage in the middle and we compromise and we still get the job done. And you're focusing on the unsexy things under the hood that lead to the big, sexy external results that everybody seeks, but they don't want to do the upfront work. And I just want to give you and throw you your flowers as this program wouldn't be the same without Jason in here, you know, holding down the show and providing that kind of like even keel sense of humor to all of us who are just like grinding overworked at times sleeping, traveling, relationship stuff. Like you're always kind of that wave that keeps us flowing. Well, right yeah. on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Um, we can all say like we appreciate you and what you provide us all. Thanks. I've never met a nicer bunch of goons. You are the value <laughs> in what you do. And that just amplifies your craft. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Last but not least, one of the youngest guns in this program, the second youngest gun that I've had in here, we got Alex. Alex, my man, the floor is yours. And I'm going to do one saving the best for last. We're saving the youngest for last as we're building up this momentum. And then I just want to rock people with where your headspace at. We've given a little bit of taste of moms. We've given branding, travelers, dads, painters that live in the woods and draw scary, creepy shit and focus on YouTube videos. But now we got a young gun in here. And... I think it's time to flex a little bit to show people what is possible if you take yourself seriously at a young age. So floor is yours. Right. Thank you. So let's start off um, getting my sort of pitch out of the way, uh, just so everyone understands kind of the ground rules of where I'm at. Um, so hi, my name is Alex Gojicheski. I know that's pretty hard to say, uh, so I go by Gorb for short. Uh, I'm an illustrator, designer, muralist. Uh, I create graphically bold illustrations with my unique blend of heavy line work, color, and type. Uh, my art is currently heavily inspired by music, space, fantasy, cars, and even tech. 
the current work I'm putting out uh, for the season is for me mainly and any other passionate music lover who is struggling to find their tribe in this world. Um, my goal with this is to provide a positive memory as an escape uh, for when life becomes too negative. Rehearsed and polished. Could Alex in August say that? No, I don't even think that that was on my radar at all. Going back with you, you didn't exist. And real quick, shout out to Lincoln Design, Dan and the crew. Alex, I just want to like just say Alex is always repping your guys' stuff. So yeah. once in a while. Unofficial you know, sponsor over here. So. Unofficial sponsor. So, um, but you and me connected real briefly at crop conference you handed me a business card for me to scan and i'm like my uber's out here and i'm going to dinner or whatever it is with a bunch of people i'm sorry and i'm like oh my god i probably gave a horrible i don't care about you first impression but then we still connected you know i wasn't rubbed too long, uh, too badly by it at all honestly that stuff rolls off me you probably know that now just based on who i am but also like like Mackenzie said, and like Jason said like i had been a long time fan of the podcast like obviously you'd made all these connections in the um, design space of other artists and things that I was a fan of in studios and whatnot. So, um, just, I was so excited to meet you and, and yeah, and I'm glad I'm here now. So you're like Casey, you didn't exist, man. You were doing some stuff, but shit was sure. all over the place. You branded yourself a little bit. What were you waiting for? What was the reason why you're like, dude, it's, it's, it's time to take myself seriously. Cause what you're 25, right? Yeah, exactly. So 25. Um, if I really had to like put a finger on it, I felt like since I got out of school in 2020 and I kind of lost that like core group of friends and uh, that, that were also pushing me, um, you know, the, the job market wasn't the greatest back then right out of school. So that was like another step for me um, pushing towards this sort of like I'm going to do it myself and build it from the ground up. But I was quite literally starting at zero. I had no audience. Um, I didn't really know how to like share my story or, you know, I just really didn't give myself that, that fair uh, shot at, at it. So that just left me spinning my wheels and, you know, um, I had no like sort of path forward, no vision. So that's why I came here. Well, why did you hit me up then? What was just like, okay, this is what I need now. Or I think this is what I need. What did you need? Right. Um, so I think I needed the extra like kick in the ass, kind of like outside of like my parents and stuff. And also that sense of community from the other people that were going to be in the group that were just that extra sense of accountability. Like, hey, now that you put all this money down and, you know, put put your money where your mouth is, basically. It's like, put the money down and you know work hard and you'll get the results you want to see you specifically have like this no nonsense like hey fuck the bullshit like attitude that i really respond to so you know that's that's where my head was at what's the point if we're not excited and focused and have a carrot we're chasing each day what's the point it's easy to come up with excuses it's easy to wing it and it's easy to get mad and blame the world and play the victim when the ball's not bouncing your way. And it sounded like you were ready to take control and just grab that ball and just bounce it to yourself, you know, and not wait for it to bounce your way. Same with all of y'all. What would you say is like the current projects that you've been working on? Like, dude, you've been banging out work. You went from like not posting at all to posting like 72 times in a week one time. 
You know, I'm being <laughs> facetious and flippant of, right there. But, you know, let's talk about the two original projects and let's talk about what you're cooking behind the scenes right now. Right. So um, going back to kind of like my elevator pitch, um, you and everyone else kind of helped me carve this um, lane of mixing my illustration background. Um, oh, real with, quick. This was yeah. the last post. This was the last post. September yeah, what's the date on there? 8, 2021. September 8, 2021. Before our last, before our first call, this is what you posted. Well, quite now, literally a year before a year. I got on a phone call a with you. And so yeah. we talked about your work, talked about like, what do you, what do you like the most? And it just kept coming back to the illustration. I'm like, that's, that's something here. You know, there's something here. And then we talked yeah. and talked and like, just look very at surface it. level, but you know, you can see I could go further. You've yeah. posted more than I have in our time together. So, okay. Continued about your project. I just wanted to make sure I gave you some love right there. My main focus for these first two projects during this course was kind of like taking my strong art passion and you know skill set of illustration and really diving deep on a connection with music um i have like i don't know what it is quite i mean i shouldn't say i know don't know what it is but i have a very like unique perspective on what music does to people um how it brings people together and like separates them from like whatever else is going on outside the world so i kind of wanted to like mix my love of music and, and illustration so those were the first two projects i just and what kind of project did you do though like what kind of intentional personal project what was the goal so the goal was to really just um create like a poster a piece of merchandise and an album uh cover is what i had set out to do for these first two artists um one was a little bit of a bigger artist and then one was a little more local who were the artists um, okay, so the one, the first artist, the larger one, uh, Barnes Courtney, uh, rock and roll musician. Um, I should say rock and roll is kind of like my vibe. That's where I fit in. Um, it's my kind of favorite genre. So it, as a first project of intentionality, it felt good to like kind of do something that's a little more comfortable, a little more safe. Um, from there, I moved into a project for Mac Saturn. They are a more local Detroit band. I didn't know that at the time that I had started the project, but once I did some more research, I found out and then I was able to make that connection um, and, and, you know, push that. And they actually ended up seeing the project, which was even cooler for me. Um, not that I expect that ever, but it's just, you know, nice to see that like what I'm doing is having an impact and the people that I need to see it are seeing it. And you banged out all that out in eight weeks, like custom illustrations, t-shirt designs with um a poster with it and t-shirts and i believe album artwork as well you know repurposing things like getting good at batching and everything i don't want to steal your thunder of your lessons learned here in a little bit yeah there's a lot of things i learned along the way and a lot of like do's and don'ts or like how to improve on things week to week um also being like the young guy i kind of came in here with like that underdog mentality like clearly i knew all of you were at a much higher level uh than i was like starting from so you know i came in with some shit to prove and because obviously i have less commitments in my life as far as like you know uh, marriage and kids and things like that i have a lot more time to like do this stuff on the side so i have a lot more time to put out the content and make the work and you know i'm 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 a grew up to be a man of my word. That's when my parents raised me to be. So if I commit to something or tell you, I'm going to have something done by a certain date, I'm going to have it done. Like that's where my head is at. 
and you've hit all your dates for real, what would you say are like some of your biggest wins? Actually, and you're currently working on a mural. That's the next big thing you're working. Yeah, on. don't want to skip over that. That's kind of a big tease. I've been I've been throwing out a couple of things here on Jesus. social media. Teases. Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been real excited about that. It's a, a big goal of mine to have done by the end of the the course, and I will have it done. Like I said, I'm, I commit to those things, so um, it will be done. Uh, I don't traditionally paint normally it's just digital art so that's the the big challenge there and it's kind of the overarching theme is to sum up kind of like what we talked about like the start of where i'm at and or you know was at the beginning of this 12-week program and where i'm going to be by the end and kind of like climbing and conquering that mountain and then where am i going to go in the future so very excited illustrated mural that encompasses the personal journey of when you woke up and took yourself seriously right Yep. All right. Well, let's flex on them. Let's share a couple wins, man. What have been like the top highlights so far? So the first big one, I think, is a huge step from our first call is I just kind of found that fire again, that creative drive that I was missing. The fact that I like want to wake up every day and, you know, even when I'm at day job stuff, I'm thinking about like what I'm going to do when I'm going to get home and like all that. Like, how do I keep pushing myself? you know, that, like you talk about that 1% every day towards, you know, um, getting better and growing my skill set. So that was like a big thing for me. Um, you know, not letting distractions get in the way of that, uh, fire. So, um, the next one that I kind of wrote down was like, we talked about it a little bit here, but the fact that like, I'm truly passionate about making the content and creating the work. Um, and the fact that I've posted probably more in the last two months than I have in at least like even two years has been like absolutely mind boggling to me. I don't think that that was ever something I planned to do. Um, you know, in the, in the last year, I think I probably would have continued to stay underground and let those, those sort of life, things get in the way or tell me that they're in the way of, of doing the work or that, you know, this is, you know, treating myself as a hobbyist as opposed to a professional, you know, in that space. Um, then, you know, finally it's like, I, I I wanted to talk about the mural, uh, as well It's like, I wanted to create something that was kind of bigger and more ambitious than I'd ever done to kind of like just plant my flag and like, hey, this is only the beginning, right? It's only up from here. But, and obviously, if I never showed up to this program, I would never, you know, be where I'm at today. So that's that's where that is. What would you say are like your top lessons that you've learned that Alex pre-program needed? So I think the biggest one I want to highlight is the fact that I am so young. Um, and that is something to not only take advantage of, but not to beat myself up over. Like I have so much more to learn and to grow and it's going to take time for that success to come my way. You know, that was something that like, I think being a young person and being online and stuff where I'm very susceptible to that sort of, uh, metrics and algorithm kind of stuff, like creating work that I thought was going to get me the views and give me the, the quick bag without building any sort of substance. So, you know, um, that, that was kind of the big one there is like, for now, just make the work that you love and the rest is going to fall in place when the time is right. 
that's just, that's where my headspace is at right now. Um, the next one is always have a plan, but have actionable steps and the measurable results, right? Um, the point of having a dream is to get there. So without that solid plan, how could you expect to get there? Right. So that's, that, that was a big, big thing for me. Um, right. And the final thing in, in most importantly around the work is that it's okay to post what you call those turds, right? Figuratively, figuratively, Alex isn't just like dropping deuces and sharing it on social media. No, the work doesn't like suck quote unquote, but there's definitely always room for improvement and it's about getting that improvement. But the only way I'm going to build that audience and get the clients and, you know, you know, make a career out of this is by posting the work and connecting with people and showing up consistently. Quantity leads to quality. Clearly I've, really focused on quality this season or well, quantity rather than this season excuse me and the and the quality is starting to show its beautiful face in your work you can see a turning point of like okay i'm i'm alex let's not worry about kicking out a bunch of assets i think we're ready to just go deeper on an illustration like i push wd you know in case he's like okay i think you're ready to go deeper versus necessarily the quantity and all the elements and stuff let's let's push some shit which is where the mural's coming you know yeah that's the game plan for the mural is just put in the work you know luckily my job even this week coming up but we have thursday off for the holiday but they even gave us friday off as a paid day so i'll have the entire day to sit down friday and just getting paid to do the side hustle it's great so i'm gonna sit down you know um put some real hard time in on the sketch um and then also too before i forget i just want to shout out my new buddy Jason, he ended up having a little small projector lying around his house. He DM'd me real quick. He's like, hey, man, like, no cost to you at all. I swear to God, I'll send it over to you. Like, do what you can with it. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see you, like, you know, hit those milestones. So, you know, yeah. save me some cheddar on the on the back end for a young guy. I tell so. people up front, like, y'all, we become a family. This is going to get really, really close. I don't think people, like, believe it or from the outside looking in but like that just goes to show you know like we care about each other here so alex you too went from not existing wandering post-college hobbyist all right you were a hobbyist i landed on your page and i'm like asking you questions you can't answer i'm like there's no thread that ties all this shit together what's the point of the website where's the calls to action this or that you're burying the lead under your posts we're missing the mark here, but you didn't have a mark to even shoot at. You know, you kind of did, but you kind of didn't. Compared to Alex now, you're wise behind your years. What I would give to be 25 and in your shoes right now. What all of us would give to be 25 doing what you're doing. You're so far ahead of any place I could have dreamt to be at 25. I think I just wanted it more than you at that time. You know, I was willing to fuck up and bang my head against the wall, try a million different things, go full WD-40 over here and try 40 different things all at once until I realized where I should be and where I should focus in. Even that path, you know, I'm failing, figuring it out, failing, figuring it out. There's no way I would invest in something like this at the age of 25. I had the money to invest in something like this at the end of 25. That alone, that you were able to do this, speaks volumes of your headspace, your maturity, you're the ultimate little brother that everybody needs, but we didn't know we needed it during this program. 
You keep us all young at heart. You inspire us to stay hungry no matter our circumstances and your lifestyle. You remind us to have fucking fun, dude. You fearlessly, like, let me capitalize and bolden it with a headline font and then turn it oblique and italicize it fearlessly. You fearlessly experiment, showing your face, like, experimenting with all your different posts and you run with every little ounce of feedback that I provide and everybody else provides. What's dope to me, most of us have our significant others and married or like our partners we've been with steady, you know, we in that 30s onward life, you know, where we really had to grow the fuck up. In your 20s though, you care so much about your family. Every week you talk about your family. That's so cool to me, dude. That's so cool to me and it reminds me I need to be more about that family life. Not only my family I've created, but my parents and my siblings. You care so much about them, dude. And I hope they hear this to hear about how much you talk about them, how much you're constantly asking questions. Your mindset and ability to just implement these action items, it's putting you in a credible position to thrive in the future. Your illustration skills are rapidly progressing right now. And once that illustration game catches up to the business acumen and the mindset and the principles that you've been building, the fundamentals, the foundation, it's fucking game over, homie. It's game over. Imagine now this picture, this roadmap moving forward. You at Crop Conference right? Heading back to crop. believe Jason's going to be there too. You can give your projector back to him, but you're going to be this different, confident, creative savage when you roll through the conference scene next year. Imagine with your elevator pitch, your body of work, you're going to blow people's minds, dude, and be like, this kid's 25, 26. I need to step my shit up. You are making us all step our game up. You ask some of the most important, challenging questions each week, stuff I would have never thought about. Time management, relationships, communication, Your stuff isn't like, how do I write a better caption at times, which is important stuff too, but yours is the big picture shit that's so important to have a thriving creative career in your business. You ask the hard questions, every hot seat, and everything you ask me could become a blog post and a podcast episode is on. So I want you to know like, we all have so much respect for you. You came in guns blazing, swinging, asking questions, humbled yourself, and just have been a sponge absorbing everything each week. And this program wouldn't have been the same without you there, you know, lifting us all up, dropping little nuggets of wisdom. Like, bro, the purpose is to have a dream and get there. What? That's some shit I would say, you know, like that fuels me. So I just want to throw you your flowers and uh, let you know, because I wasn't thinking you were actually going to join the program. You need to think about it and talk it over your family. A lot of people, that means... Actually, I just need to get off this call. I don't want to say yes, and I don't want to hurt his feelings. But then you came back, and I'm like, let's 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 go. And it's been guns blazing ever since you started. So absolutely phenomenal job. Everybody should be proud of the work you're putting in, and you should be proud most of all. So thank you for being a part of this. All right. Now, we got through everyone. Like, wow, y'all crushed this shit. Straight up, absolutely crushed it. Let me go up to my notes here. Each week, I have one of these students land the plane. All of them have become certified pilots, you know, landing the plane, dropping value, letting us all just soak up their creative genius. But this time, I'm going to take over the wheel. I'm going to talk to you, and then I'm going to talk through you to anybody who's listened. So imagine looking back at this episode a year from now and being so proud of the progress you made during this program because this was the spark that ignited the next level of your creative pursuits. You know, y'all were hungry coming in here, just didn't have the path. You did this. This is just me asking hard questions each week and give you some action items. You're the ones who show up and do the hard work. 
and just imagine being hella geeked about the progress you've made since this episode a year from now because you put into practice everything you learned within these 12 weeks, some of y'all longer with the boot camps and stuff. As you're becoming a creative professional who knows how to show up and build something that'll help you thrive in the big picture. We are building the big picture brand and business and learning how to play the short game that leads to the targets we're after. So be proud of yourself. Y'all are crushing it. Every day I'm just so fucking lucky to get to come and work with y'all. Like, I'm living the dream because I get to work with y'all. Like, you make my day so much better. Your family, my kids get to come down and see you bi-weekly or weekly, my daughter every now and then. Like, we are a family now. So just know what you had to share today, despite the nerves and working through it, y'all were just so polished. This is a very powerful, important episode. And I don't think you understand the true impact that you just made on someone else who was lost in your shoes. So if I can, just give you all a round of applause, throw you all some flowers, and just say thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I love y'all. It means the world to me. And I can't wait to see what moves you're making next. All right, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this fall 2022 student spotlight special. You can find the full episode information containing all the links and references in the show notes within your current podcast listening app or on the website in the show notes too. Just saying, just saying. It would mean a lot to me if you took a moment to reach out and connect with each student. I know they would significantly appreciate it because they're the ones who were listening to past students and reached out and connected with them. So it just goes in full circle. And before I finish, I got to just give a massive thank you to past boot camper from Q1 this year in 2022, who then converted to a 12-week spring student alumni as well. And that's the homie Brad Stoneking of Piedmont Branco. And he's also doing my monthly alumni mastermind as well for people who want to continue to move forward with me. He sponsored a total of eight scholarships this year for people to attend these boot camps that I hold each quarter. And like Brad, after attending a three-week boot camp, many students decide to go deeper with me in the 12-week spring or fall program. It's incredible to see people like Brad giving back after his game-changing experience with these two programs. So Brad, thank you so much for investing in me and the future success of these hungry students. Love you, brother. And if you're listening to this, just know you're the exact type of creative badass I'm looking to work with. So if you're feeling creatively stuck, again, I would love the opportunity to work with you. If you're considering the 12-week program, first consider joining the three-week boot camp waitlist and just get a taste at bootcampsidehustle.com. Let's build a relationship. Let's connect. And let me show you the power of what you have inside and let's unlock that and unleash it on the world. So who knows? Maybe you'll get the next scholarship and be on the podcast this coming spring 2023. How dope would that be? Now, as we finish up here, I just got to give a massive shout out to the podcast team. Thanks for sticking with me, you know, and being there whenever I have an idea to just do a one-off. It means the world to me. And shout out to Bluka for all the dope theme music you hear on this show. As you finish off your week strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this.